0: hello hello what's up bro i'm fired up and pissed off
1: go right into it brother
0: they're discontinuing the choco taco i don't know what that is oh my god you wouldn't like it because you don't eat dairy but it's um like a taco shell made out of like a waffle cone and then there's fucking like ice cream and like chocolate inside it's like dipped in chocolate and it's just straight up the best dessert of all time. It's the best ice cream treat. It's a chocolate fucking ice cream taco. It's so good. And they're discontinuing it because America is becoming a fascist country.
1: <laughs> I do agree. Is it being discontinued or banned?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, what's the difference, brother?
1: True. True. <laughs> Wait, what is this like a what fast food chain is this like? Who does the Choco Taco?
0: It's like a dairy de- or a dessert. Um, like it's Klondike, I think that does it. Like, oh,
1: okay, so it's like a like a fudgeicle or an eclair, like us. A- yes, spin. yes. Okay, gotcha. Roger that. Uh, yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry for your loss. I think I'll survive, but I don't really want to in a world without Choco Tacos. I mean, what is they discontinued it or did they file for bankruptcy like what was their rationale
0: no like they're i don't know if it's like still available in stores you know as of this moment oh. but they are like the company is discontinued the product like they're not going to make it or sell
1: it anymore how often a week would you say you consume the chocolate
0: rarely if ever like <laughs> it's not a big part of my life but they're
1: still important to me <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe that's... Sales numbers fell off, because there's people who, like, you know, who just didn't... Like me. I, always I don't take it to for granted you, that to blame you, there. yeah, maybe if you would put, you know... A quote I like to live by is, every time you spend money, you're casting a vote for the world you want to live in. And if you, you know, it seems you voted to not have Choco Tacos by not, you know, yeah. purchasing them.
0: It's just like... How much fatter do you think I would be if I lived by that? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm already a pretty fat dude. I can't get much worse. Like, I can't be out there like, I don't want them to discontinue my favorite ice cream products.
1: <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's probably good foresight.
0: Yeah, I shouldn't try to be, like, single-handedly trying Saving to, like... Saving <laughs>
1: the soccer taco industry. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I did, I was- though, one
0: one time when I was in college, I um walked home from the bar. I think it was when my sister was visiting me. We walked home from the bar. We stopped at a gas station on the way home, and we bought chocolate. They had chocolate. We bought a couple, and-, and we forgot about them when we got home. And I woke up the next day, and they were still, like, in the bag from the store on the counter and not in the freezer, and they were all melted. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I shed a tear. Like, it was... <laughs> really sad to see them in that state
1: yeah you're like a child who like their snowman their first snowman they ever made melted yeah for sure (laughs) well um farewell to the choco taco um that sucks yeah it sure fucking does
0: so yeah, I just really quick want to dedicate this episode to the
1: memory of the of chocolate. Um there's another talk related item on the docket. Do you want to mm-hmm. delve into that cuz I don't know about this? Situation. Yeah, let me pull up
0: the news article here. Okay. Um This is a story out of uh I thought it was going to load faster and that was going to be smooth. <laughs> this um is about some he's at Taco Bell. So basically, you know, like since uh, um, COVID, a lot of fast food places don't have their like lobbies open.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, the headline to this article is Taco Bell sued after a Dallas store manager allegedly attacked two customers with scalding water. So the story is that There's, like, um, a person and her teen daughter um, were going through Taco Bell, and they had to go through the drive-thru, like, three times to try to get their order fixed, because their order was fucked up. Um, And um, so after they went through the drive-thru three times, they um, parked and walked to the dining room, and it was locked, Mm-hmm. It says, the article says, an employee unlocked the door, let them in, and locked it again behind them. That's the first red
1: flag, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah. It says,
1: um... <laughs> I don't know, I mean, I could see that. Like, you don't want people mistaking that as open for business. I
0: guess, but...
1: I would say that next... I wouldn't be alarmed. I mean, I personally would just be like... This Taco Bell is run by, like, a 15-year-old with a learning disability, and I would leave. I wouldn't go around three times and then show up, but... I wouldn't you- even
0: go around once, brother. What are they giving you a Taco Bell that you're not going to eat? It's all the things there are made with the same ingredients in yeah. different shapes. Just fucking eat whatever they give you. Just be thankful you got anything.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. Um, this
1: says, <clears throat>
0: um, when they asked, like this is when they're inside the store. When they asked for their order to be corrected, the employees refused, and one employee challenged them to a fight. <laughs> the t- To flee, but were stalled by the locked door. A manager who they hadn't spoken with came up to them and poured a bucket of hot water on the two. Um, it got on this the teenage girl's face and it got on both of their chests and so then as they're trying to get out of the locked door they weren't fast enough the manager returned with a second bucket of water and got them again (laughs) (laughs) it said this is my favorite line in the whole thing which honestly it's gonna make me sound like a bad person once i read the next part but Restaurant workers followed the injured pair outdoors and laughed, taunted, and clapped at them before they could drive away. <laughs> um, but then it gets a little more harrowing. Um, they went to the hospital, and um, one of the women, when she was, like, taking her clothes off, some of her skin came off with it. Like, they got really bad burns on their chest, stomach, the one girl had a face um one this says the suit claims uh one of them also suffered injury to her brain function which triggered at least 10 seizures before she made it to the hospital oh, um god it says the teenage girl had burns to her legs arm and stomach The according to the lawsuit which said according to the lawsuit, which said her mother removed mirrors from their home because her daughter couldn't bear to see her own face. That's, like, so sad, dude. I know. It says the burns on her face will cause disca- coloring and scarring that will forever impact her self-image, the lawsuit stated. They seek more than $1 million in costs and damages. I was just going
1: to say they're going to get easy a million, at least. Yeah. That's- but... Honestly, a little bit to me. Like, Taco Bell? Like, Taco Bell's gonna have to pay. Yeah, for real. Dude, imagine, like, you just know they were, like, it. so it was, like, a woman and her daughter, right? Yeah. You just know they were picking up Taco Bell for, like, the dad, like, the husband, and mm-hmm. he's, like, what the fuck is taking so much? Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, "Send two fucking women to get my food, and it's just <laughs> never fucking. <laughs> he's like only like them he's like only my retarded wife and daughter do i have to pick up at the hospital because i asked them to get me a chalupa (laughs) for real (laughs) dude that's a good excuse like i know like obviously she has bad scar like that is horrific but she's never gonna have to run an errand for anyone ever again Mm -hmm. that's like remember the time you asked me to go pick you up a crunch drop supreme and i got disfigured (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i got attacked and disfigured at taco bell like you never have to do shit you don't want to do really like, yeah no yeah don't you remember
0: <sighs> i just think it's so i mean i don't want to victim blame that's terrible but like i don't know why i mean it the the articles that i've read about it didn't say much about like what had transpired when they went around the drive through three times. But, like, if I was in that situation and I went through the drive through three times and they were being assholes to me, I wouldn't want to, like, go in there and speak to them face-to-face. You know what I mean?
1: No. That's, like, it makes more sense. You know, those people who, like, call 911 when Burger King gets their order wrong? That makes yeah more sense than going around three times and going into the lobby. That's insane. Again, find yeah. a victim blame. But also... I am inclined to believe they were probably pretty fucking rude to the drive-thru workers. Yeah, for sure. Like, if after three times they haven't gotten a ride, right, they're probably fucking with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, like- And then at- they decide to attack you? <laughs> <laughs> they, like- Because, like, that had to be a decision that they, like, huddled up and made, right? Like, wow, like, okay, she's going around to four No, she's parking. Okay, attack. <laughs> like-
0: because so I don't understand why they would even let her them into the restaurant, into the like lobby if they weren't planning to
1: attack them. Because yeah, this is premeditated. Like, yeah, for sure. On the legal podcast, we're deciding that this crime was premeditated.
0: Absolutely, like because there's no, you know, they
1: weren't going to fix their order. Absolutely not. I mean, that's. If someone comes around once, says you got my order wrong, if it's not fixed that next time, you're not getting what you asked for. No. Pack just it up give and head up. home. Yeah. Like, if anyone, um, like, if you, you're picking up food for someone, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, I went around twice, but it is Taco Bell, so, you know, you have to eat what is in the bag. Yeah.
0: I don't even, like, I remember one time my mom drove me through Taco Bell and she's not really like a fast food fan at all like she didn't even she doesn't like to even go through drive-thrus but um I needed a fucking chalupa so bad and (laughs) so I made her go and needed a chalupa (laughs) (laughs) they're so fucking good nothing else will suffice if you need one um but she like handed me the bag from the drive-thru and then um, she's like waiting there for me to look in the bag and see if every no, just go like I'll eat whatever they give me, bro. Like it doesn't <laughs> if there's as long as you know you feel the heft of the bag. There's the same like number of items that you ordered
1: in there. Yeah, I mean you should get equivalent of what you pay for. Yeah, for sure. If you get if you get you- the same amount of items.
0: Yeah, if you had a twelve dollar order and there's one burrito in there, yeah, go back around. But like you know as long as you get
1: some food I think you should just be thankful that you got anything I mean I know my eating you know I don't eat a lot of food groups but I don't go to the drive through then because I you know I don't eat fast food really but Mm -hmm. yeah I'm inclined to agree like you get what you get when that's this like if you're gonna stoop to the level of fast food you gotta accept the service that comes with it which is it's being made by lunatics who will attack you with buckets of hot water also yeah. i do have a question after the first bucket of hot scalding hot water wouldn't you turn around for the second <laughs> like how maybe? do you get your face yeah maybe like
0: because i assume they were trying to like unlock the door when the second one came on like that's kind of what the article implied Maybe the manager, like, was able to get, like, them from, like, on top of their head. You know what I mean? Like, pour it over so it, like, got... Or maybe it got their face the first time
1: and... It's just, like, there's no, like, obviously they're gonna lose because there's no defending that. It's like, why'd you unlock the door? Yeah! (laughs) Like, argue that these girls were threats because you're like, you unlocked the door for them and then threw scalding water at them. For real. It's just (laughs) crazy yeah that sucks. Where was this again? Dallas? yeah, oh, check out.
0: yeah, that's that Texas Justice
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the next is something you
0: wrote, Lady at the bar. Bro, I led this woman astray so hard.
1: Hell
0: uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I went to the bar the other night um and I was sitting on the patio and I was wearing um my Matt and Shane Secret Podcast t-shirt. Ooh, okay. Um and it's the one that um it's just like the picture of Matt and Shane like sitting, I don't know where they're sitting. Looks like they're kind of like on bleachers or something like Is that. Is it the one with the that's and, smoking cuz that's one I have too i don't I don't know if they're smoking or not, but oh, it doesn't say it doesn't say anything on it. It's just like a black and white picture of the two. oh, of them yeah, like I have that posted up that's mine, yeah, um and I was wearing that, and I wear it all the time, and no one ever says anything about it, but for some reason this day, everyone was so interested in what this shirt was all about. um so this drunk ass woman who looked to be like mid fifties, she comes out with. She had just bought a whole bottle of wine from the bar. And okay. so she has an entire bottle of wine in one hand, wine glass in the other hand. She comes and sits down at the table next to us. And she's like, just drunkenly babbling and everything. And then she's like, what is that on your shirt? And I'm like, oh, um, it's a podcast that I listen to. And she was like, oh, what podcast and i'm like oh it's matt and shane secret podcast and she was like oh i'll have to listen to it and i was like eh. <laughs> i never recommended that she listened to it right i was like uh okay she's like yeah i have like an hour and a half drive to and from work like hour and a half each way and like i've been listening to podcasts she said I really love Morbid, which is like a true crime podcast, which I also listened to that, which that might have led her astray because I was like, oh, I love Morbid. And she thought yeah, so she that thought we there have some commonality. We have the same taste in podcasts now, she thinks. Right. Yeah. Um, but she was to the point where she actually and I was sitting far away from her and I was pretty done with the conversation instantly. I wasn't in the mood to converse with drunk people, which is like. Shouldn't have really been at the bar, but I didn't stay that long. Um, <laughs> but she handed she was uh handed the her phone with the podcast app open to um one of my friends that was sitting closest to her so that they could add. Like, subscribe her to Matt and Shane's secret podcast so she wouldn't forget. So I imagine this morning on her drive to work, she fired it up and was like, what the fuck did that? Like, why would that girl tell me to listen to that? Like, when we left, she's like, thanks for the podcast recommendation. I'm like, bro, I didn't. You recommend. And I mean, maybe she'll become a huge Matt and Shane fan. But like, for any listeners that know anything about this podcast, like, I just don't think she's
1: in the demographic. What's well, also funny is because, like, the last episode of Matt and Shane's is the one with like, Nick Mullen and Adam Freeman. <laughs> so it's literally like a come crossover. Maybe, maybe she'll become a fan, but also maybe she'll like, this will be her bottom. Like, she'll be driving to her job and she'll be like, Yeah, I gotta get sober. Like, I can't believe that the, like, because in her mind, even though you didn't, in her mind, you recommended this to her. Yeah. And she's gonna be like, Am I? Why do people think I'm the type of person who would enjoy this? <laughs> what about Yeah, what me? does this say about me? <laughs> yeah, she's going to have to take a real hard, long look in the mirror after that drive to work. And you might yeah, have done I, something
0: good. I could have been judging a book by its cover. You know, maybe she would be into that podcast. But, like, I don't see it. I almost told her, because my instinct is to be like oh shane gillis like you've probably heard of him
1: yeah he was because he got fired from sml for being Sheik. racist
0: Sheik. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you i should have said that to like gauge how interested she would be in like a podcast like that but i didn't want to get into all of that and have to defend you know i don't want to have to defend someone's using slurs but I I mean yeah. I will if I'm backed into a corner but I don't want to. Yeah, wanna...
1: that's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not how you want to spend your evening. No. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think I'm going to I think I'm going to get into lying. Like yeah. lying a lot. I think that was like a good next move for me just like telling real real tall tales. I think you should. I think it would be fun to be a liar. I was trying some out uh this weekend, like with strangers and I really enjoy it. I kinda think there's a few I'd like to carry into like maybe new relationships, like people that I meet, like maybe just start off. Like I was um kind of dabbling with one that like, you know, I'm not vaccinated or whatever. And, you know, I like going to the ballet, but you can't go to the ballet because it requires a vaccine. So I was like thinking about just telling people like, yeah, I used to be a ballerina, but I got fired for not taking the vaccine and then just like now I'm an ex-ballerina like it adds some mystique I think
0: I think that's a really good idea
1: I don't see any potential problems or issues with no because I'm I'm telling them something that's true which is that I'm not vaccinated yeah and then yeah like I just think it's a good move and like that's not gonna be the only one but I just I think I should get I think some of my problems in life have come from being like too autistically honest Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it's time to like do a 180. I think that's a good idea. And like some people, um,
0: sometimes if you're a good enough liar in the right way, honestly, as I'm saying this, it'll never happen because you're a woman. But like, um, some people just get labeled like storytelling, like, oh, they're just telling stories. Like they don't, you know what I mean? It's like a
1: cute quality in some people. But I feel like only men get that. Yeah. I just want to have some backstories and like things about my past that are just completely not true. I'd like to have so, those seen as lore for when I meet people, I think. I like that. Have you told any other lies to anyone yet? No, I'm just kind of thinking about the things that I could tell that could be part of like my new background to people. Hell yeah. Uh,
0: listeners, write in your suggestions for uh, Claire's false backstory.
1: <laughs> yeah, please do. This one just says domestic abuse. I can't remember what I was gonna say regarding <coughs> that. Um, Are you taking a stance pro or against? Well, you know I'm pro when it's a woman hitting the man. Yeah, because I like we've talked about this before. You don't necessarily agree. No. You don't agree really at all. Um, no. But I I don't think there's anything wrong with a woman hitting a man. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure what. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't say means. that I don't
0: agree because I think. If a woman hits a man first. N- no, I guess I do agree. A woman shouldn't hit a man. <laughs> yeah, so you don't agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you disagree that I Yeah, mean, you're right. <laughs> yeah.
1: You were not on the same page on this one. No, yeah. But I don't remember I gotta start being more detailed with the docket because I always think I'll remember.
0: Yeah, me, th- I do the same thing. I write no, something do. on
1: there and it's. Yeah, I was pretty excited to pod today because I was like, I have a lot to say. And it turns out I don't really. The only thing really I've said is that I'm going to start lying to people about being a ballerina. Well, I think that's great. It's a huge, yeah. a huge deal. It's a huge step for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like, it's also good because, like, obviously I like ballerinas, but they have really fucked up feet. And I would I mean. never want my feet to be that fucked up. So it's like a good way to steal the valor without having to sacrifice my feet is just lying. still So if like, you ever, like, if there's something you're interested in, but it's, like, quite a sacrifice, just tell people that you did it. Yeah. If it, like, requires discipline or training or things that you're mm-hmm. just not capable of, whether that's mentally or physically, I think you should... I think we should all just lie. Well, I mean, like... I served for four years in the army. That's true, though. No. You were a general, right? Yeah, they promoted me to general in just two years in. That's Um, nice. uh, I'm more of a Navy girl myself, but, you know. Yeah. I respect you trying.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, they let me lead the entire army, so I I didn't see you get that high in the Navy. So, Um. you know, I picked the army because it's easy to climb up the ranks. (laughs) (laughs) As I proved by being the highest ranking general in just my short length of service. And they ask
1: me back all the time. Yeah, you were in charge of the Afghanistan departure, leaving all the shit there. (laughs)
0: I said, fuck it, boys. Just drop everything. <laughs> just drop your something. guns.
1: We're just, just leaving. Just it's don't like, touch anything. It's just like when you leave a party or, like, you're leaving somewhere, you got extra beers, and you knock on the door and you ask your neighbors if you want the beers. That's what we should do to, with our uh, machine guns and the Taliban.
0: Yeah. To, like, we're
1: headed out. You guys want to, you know, we can't take these with us on the, on the plane, you know, so just if, uh. If you guys want them, they're... Yeah,
0: they're they're here for you or, like, whoever, like, whoever comes over next time and wants them, like,
1: whoever's interested. Yeah, just, you know, free to a good home, just, you know, Mm -hmm. don't want them to go to waste, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that was your call.
0: Yeah, and it was, I stand by it. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I think that's, it was handled beautifully. I think that was a good move. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they keep begging me to come back and help them do the next war, but
1: mm-hmm. where's the next ju-
0: war going to be? Um it's actually going to be against France. Okay. Yeah. But they're still trying to come up with like a good reason why because the real reason is just like because French people are annoying.
1: Okay, that is true
0: but like you know that's not the American people I guess maybe they would get on board for that reason they are pretty annoying but um, they might need something a little stronger yeah just to, to put
1: lamestream media what if they want to take back the Statue of Liberty France does yeah what if that's like well the-
0: they do that is the reason
1: oh okay cool. I can't just now.
0: <laughs> That's instantly
1: true, brother. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> do you think uh, nukes will ever be used again? Uh... Um.
0: Yeah, I guess probably. Right.
1: Yeah. Like, I... Somebody's somebody's gonna fly off the handle and do it yeah I mean it's just such a, like a mutually assured destruction that I don't really know for sure, but I mean, like I guess that's probably how the world will end, right yeah that would suck that would really suck I've like no desire to be nuked like Chernobyl really looks awful, yeah, or not Chernobyl whatever no you saw it and just none of those places look good. Yeah, did you? I just, um,
0: I can't remember where I saw this. There was this dude, this, like, Japanese businessman, who, um, during the war, like, when Japan was about to get bombed, he was in whichever city was the first one to, man, this fucking is about to make me look like a dumbass.
1: Um, Hiroshima? Yeah, was that the first one? I think it was Hir- Hiroshima, then Nagasaki, but I'm. not Well, he not was confident. in Hiroshima
0: if that was the first city, and he was there while it got bombed, and he like you know skirted disaster narrowly. And then he went home to Nagasaki, and he caught the bomb <laughs> there too, and yeah. he made it. He survived,
1: so good to be safe.
0: <laughs> but he went through two fucking atomic. I would never feel safe
1: again. I'd be safe. like, bro, every city I go to. <laughs> It's nuked. That is crazy to be at two for two. Is that true? Um, I don't know. I didn't check. Maybe this is what I read it from Like he's this is like he had that idea that we just had.
0: Just, yeah, like, he's like
1: he's, shit up. he's like, no one will know. He's like, Yeah, I was at both. He's like, anyone who's there to correct me is dead. Yeah, he's doing a fucking Steve Ranazizi. That is wild. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm in 9-11. And he still has, like, a career. I don't know why he ever admitted he was lying. Um, I don't know how it took that long to be caught. Because I think he said he worked at Merrill Lynch. And Merrill Lynch didn't even have offices in the towers. Yeah, he got, like, the walls were closing in on him. And, like, the New York Times was like, Oh, hey, dude, Merrill Lynch didn't have any offices in the towers. And he was like, So are you gonna, like, write a thing saying that? And they're like, uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the jig was up damn yeah, that's just sh- a crazy thing to I don't <laughs> know why you would say that like I I've, seen, I've said
0: some dumbass shit but like that's a wild lie to say even
1: if he says it the first time be like I was just kidding or like I was bomb drunk dude I was in 9-11 to do it twice insane to keep it going for years madness. yeah that's I can't imagine having children Getting married, like just living an entire life under that lie, dude. That's such a big one to have hanging over you. Yeah. And it's so unnecessary, too, dude.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know, like, the details of when the first time he said that was, but, like, I could look it up. Why would you, um, first of all, what made you want to say that in the first place? And second of all, why, like, Why didn't you take it back right away? (laughs)
1: How do you spell this guy's last name? Oh, geez.
0: R-A-N-A-Z-Z.
1: Okay, I got it. (laughs) Sorry. I was like, uh... (laughs) oh. 9-11 controversy. Ranazizi lied about working in the South Tower of the World Trade Center at Merrill Lynch on the 54th floor during the September 11th attacks and described his experience escaping death. He, he had a whole ha- story. <laughs> he had said the events inspired him to move to LA and pursue stand-up comedy. In September 2015, after being contacted by a reporter from the New York Times for an article debunking his claim, Randazizi Azizi admitted that his story was a lie. Ran Azizi was never employed by Merrill Lynch, which did not have offices in the World Trade Center then. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's just so crazy, dude. He, like, like,
0: really, he made that his core backstory for why he decided to do dude, comedy. That's wild. <laughs>
1: that's so that good. Lying about being a ballerina who got fired for not getting the vaccine, like, seemed really normal.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: That's, like, a tame, that's, like, a fib. Yeah. That's, like, a white lie you tell, like, at a party. Mm-hmm. Compared to Ranazzini's or whatever his name is, lie. Yeah. That's
0: so funny. Does he still get work? I haven't seen him in anything in a while.
1: Um, he <laughs> should be in a 9-11 movie. <laughs> Guess I have four, like, four people that I follow. All celebrities. All follow him. Or, or I have four people that I follow that uh, follow him. They're all celebrities. What do you think the four are? Like, which specific people yeah, which celebrities do you think that I follow follow Steve Renazzini?
0: I want to say they're, like, podcasters and not, like, real celebrities. Are we talking, like, high-ranking... All ranking? Four of
1: them have a podcast.
0: Okay. Um. I think Adam Friedland follows him. No. Strike Damn. One. Um, I think... Bro, I don't know.
1: You get two more guesses, dude.
0: Um, Shane Gillis. Yes. Hell yeah, um, and Matt does too.
1: Matt no. McCusker?
0: no, fuck. okay, um, man, the pressure's on. I have a podcast, and they follow him. Tim Dillon, yes, hell yeah, two so more, two. Okay, um, can I get any clues or hints? Or podcaster was enough, huh?
1: I think I want to see where you go. If, if you get the third strike, I'll give you hints, but you did lose okay. the game. Alright, that's fair.
0: Um, I think that my mind's just blank of any fucking podcasts right now because the pressure's on. I feel so um... Rogan follows him.
1: Ding, ding, ding! Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you have one left. This one's gonna be tough. Okay. and i will give you a hint it'll be tough because he's not he didn't get famous for a podcast but he now has a podcast he now has one is that an actor um that's kind of a tough question i might be giving myself away here okay he's not i mean he acts sometimes and he's in movies but i wouldn't call him he's an not actor. like known as an actor if you go to his Wikipedia, there's no way the first thing is actor. Okay. you listen to the podcast. I listen to it. You have listened to it. I don't know that you regularly listen to it, but you have listened to it. Wow. Okay. You Do follow you him. Yes.
0: He follows Steve Ranazzisi yes he has a podcast (laughs) yes he's acted before but that's not his main gig
1: Uh, Ah, i'm worried at giving too much away kind of shy away from the actor clue it's just kind of misleading disregard that that. right i don't
0: know bro who is it i'll give you a big hint okay (laughs)
1: He's the same name as Steve Renzini. He has the same name
0: as same name, name is, his first name, Steve. Yes. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't okay, that's pretty brutal, steve Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh,
0: that makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah, Damn. but you—you prob- you did really well. Congrats. thanks anyway let me see if he what he's been doing uh yeah it looks like he has a podcast steve ronazzini oh he does yeah does he do it alone who's it with uh alan dershwis <laughs> dick cheney <laughs> Pod. what's the odds is what it's
0: called he should. He really shouldn't have said that nine eleven thing because, um, the league was such a good show, and he could have been the league rule. Uh, he really could have. Yeah, he could have been um a good like comedic actor after that, but I doubt that he's like hired for much. I love Mark Duplass and I love John LeJoy. Yeah, for sure. And I'm not a huge fan, honestly, of most of like Nick Kroll's stuff, but he was very.
1: Yeah, he, I'm not f- really a fan of his either, but he he really nailed that role. Yeah, oh my gosh in the league, their Instagrams. <laughs> you no, know, this is a good oh. pod. <laughs> I, I came in expecting this well. pod. I was like, "There's gonna be no dead air on this pod," and now I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, let's we'll see, see what Stephen Thomas was." <laughs> Oh, uh, we should tell you, you know, okay, obviously, we had higher expectations for this episode than we're delivering. That happens, you know? Yes. Is it three misses in a row? Maybe. No, this is a win, too. Okay, yeah. You know what?
0: I'm tired of ungrateful. This podcast sucks, and it's not good, (laughs) and they shouldn't listen to it, and bad takes. I think you should be grateful to be hearing our what our beautiful minds are thinking of, and i yeah, tired of the ungratefulness.
1: All 11 of you should really have a look inward.
0: (laughs) Yeah, why are you
1: leaving reviews either? Yeah, that's... Not just a rating. Type out a review. Obviously the rating is five stars. Give it some good press, dude. It's like you don't even care about your... Like, how do you expect us? We're very... The thing about Emily and I is we're very... Uh, what's the fucking word? Uh... I don't know. We, if, we, if, we, if we made it, we'd help you. We'd pull yeah, you we're generous.
0: And yeah, we're we very take, generous.
1: We take care of our own. Yeah, if we had any money, we would be helping. So, like, yeah. word to the wise. And we're... yeah. Um,
0: we're communists, too. So we think the no. money should be spread equally not between us not- and all our followers. I, no.
1: that's <laughs> the one that I don't
0: post on, though. <laughs> But on a serious note, you should be leaving a review and a rating, five stars, obviously,
1: um, on
0: Apple Podcasts.
1: It's called manifesting, okay? If you want to get a five-star podcast, if you want the quality of a five-star podcast, why don't you start leaving some five-star reviews, asshole? Yeah, how do you think the greats made
0: it? They all started out with five stars, and we have one stinker out there, one horrible trader that's given us a one-star review. And yeah, I don't I'm feel like we sure deserve I know that. Who it is,
1: but you know. Claire I'm thinks she gonna... knows. I do think I know, and I'm not
0: as sure. But um, for real, if you did that, just go back in there and
1: change it to five stars. We'll forgive you. Go back you. in there and change it to five. We'll forgive you. Yeah, we don't. We'll forgive you and we'll put, but yeah, for real, dude. Pass the five <laughs> up there and we'll start, you'll start getting, you know, you're going to start getting results when you start putting in effort, you know? Yeah, for real. I don't know why it's all on us to make a good yeah, podcast. Yeah, well, why is it all on us? You know, we can't do everything. You, we, every week we say, you can send in things for us to talk about. No one does shit. Yeah, you know, so it's you your so, fault. <laughs> yeah, so if you feel so obligated to listen and you don't enjoy it, But you're still feeling obligated. We're not going to stop this time. We're going to (laughs) keep on doing it. Yeah. And you are going to keep on being obligated. So for the both of us, for both parties, why don't you pony up a little bit, man? I agree. I agree as well. But uh, coming, I'm going to to dog sit and be alone. I don't know anyone there in my aunt's suburb. And it's going to suck. And uh, anyway, Emily and I are preparing a very, very special episode. A very well-researched topic for that week. So get prepared for a really, really great podcast. Yeah, it's going to be
0: groundbreaking, revolutionary. Explosive. um, Informative. Controversial. No-nonsense.
1: Classified.
0: Declassified. Classified and declassified. Initially Um,
1: classified and then declassified.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it could even potentially get us de platformed.
1: Yes, and we're brave for putting it out. We're very brave to risk these 11 <laughs> listens to bring you the truth. Get excited, dude! You're gonna want to tell your friends to get ready because, yeah, now the pod's gonna be good. So true so very true yeah for real though no, fuck you if you're the person who gave us one star I agree like what are you that unhappy with your life it's just rude and unnecessary like yeah it really says more about you than us <laughs> for real I think you're a one star listener <laughs> yeah you're a fucking not even one star dude you're like half the star yeah well one star is the lowest you can
0: give so yeah but we, you should get less yeah in fact you do we're creating a whole new rating system where we're taking stars from you it's negative stars now
1: (laughs) Negative. you owe us stars stars. (laughs) yeah you do the initial four that you left off your first review and then the ones to make up for our negative review of you you owe us a lot of fucking stars asshole for sure oh i'm tempted to say the first and last name on the pod (laughs) please don't it's gonna be a problem (laughs) all right well you know what pal i know who you are and you're a friend of emily's so i'm not gonna say anything but fix that fucking rating dude or you will get doxxed (laughs) she can't protect you forever i
0: just whoever you are we don't know for sure who it is pretty sure just change the rating and if you now (laughs) and if and no one gets hurt (sighs) yeah just change it change it
1: just change the rating go and forgive you i won't forgive you actually but i'll like i'll i'll know that you're a coward (laughs) who collapsed under our (laughs) threats.
0: oh my god they change it we're back next week we're like you fucking pussy
1: (laughs) like you can't even stand by your convictions (laughs) you know like i was dead set sure that this was a man who gave us the one star but now i'm thinking it must have been a woman (laughs) (laughs) what an absolute ballless move (laughs) We should go to the Apple headquarters um to confirm the IP address and then uh kill him. Yeah, I mean we'll see. Yeah. We we oh we will see. Change that rating, Bucko. Looks like the Pope went to Canada to apologize for molesting them. <laughs> Hold on. I pull up a post article. I, don't I would be
0: anything. so pissed if the Pope apologized to me for something and didn't give me a little piece of their huge fortune. Like the Catholic Church has so much money, just give me, give me a little bit.
1: This sucks. This says Pope. Fran- I thought it was gonna be. It says apologizes. I assumed it was for the molestation, but it says Pope Francis to begin Canada visit by apologizing to Indigenous communities.
0: Mm, did they get, like, um, force assimilated into, like, fucking Catholicism or something?
1: Who fucking knows, dude.
0: I'd be pissed if I was a Native American. They have such a cool-ass, like, fucking culture. And then they're like, no, you have to be Catholic.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: And you can't have a cool name anymore. You have to be fucking
1: yeah, Catherine, cool. whatever. <laughs> yeah. What's
0: up? A- Catholic name. Uh, I guess there's a lot of different ethnicities that are Catholic, so
1: Yeah, it's mostly like Roman and Irish And
0: Mouth. like Mexican.
1: Yeah. Also then your kids have to be raped. Yeah. That sucks. I wish I wish I could know what my name like Indian name would be. Yeah, it'd be so sick. It would be sick, dude. I wouldn't have a good one. Like, I bet you they'd give me one I'd be like, no, that makes sense. Yeah. I want to hang out on, like, a reservation for a few weeks and then, like, see what name they give me. Yeah, it would be interesting to see. I feel like
0: it might hit too close to home in the wrong way. I'm just thinking about for me me and you in particular. What do you mean? (laughs) I mean, nothing. We're both very pleasant.
1: And going they call me, like, flat-chested bitch. I was <laughs> like, that's my Native American name. <laughs> the
0: boy-chested <just> idiot. <laughs> <laughs> they just call me fucking, they don't even try to come up with a Native American st- sounding one. They just call me Big Stinky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would rule. <laughs> I also like, like, all the names of, like, the places. Like, Indians have cooler, like, lang- like, way- like Wyandotte. That's sick. Yeah. Milwaukee, sick. For sure. They're, like, better with sounds. Yeah. Again, yeah. in a couple weeks, the cast is gonna get on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I
0: just, like... I don't have anything to say. <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot going on. I'm trying to think. I went to the um Jazz and Ribs Festival. Oh yeah. Talk in about that. Columbus. It was super fun. Um, ate some fucking ribs, the um rib place that I chose because they had like a bunch of different um rib vendors there that I guess it's like a competition. So um but they, like, basically these rib places, I think, just travel across the country trying to win these competitions. Because a lot of them had a bunch of fucking trophies and stuff. And the one I went to, the main dude was just, like, they were blaring music. And he was, like, he had this giant fucking, like, five-foot-tall trophy. He was just dancing around with it. And, like, you know, it was very was it enticing. Was really five feet tall? It was tall as shit. It probably was five feet tall. It was huge. Hmm.
1: I yeah. a five feet tall trophy.
0: For real. <laughs> we could get into the rib game. They don't give trophies for great podcasting. You Not yet. <laughs> Once people hear our podcast in, in, that comes out in two weeks, they're going to create
1: um, the podcasting Oscars. Yeah. Just we are so like, we we're like 10 huge years out from there legitimately being a podcast Oscars. I don't want to think about that. I'm not wrong, though. No, you're not. <laughs> They need
0: another award show for themselves. (laughs) But obviously we would win all the
1: categories if there was one. Yeah. Documentary. Trauma. Our award winning great advice. Foreign language. Oh yeah. No one. Another fucking point to our point earlier or whatever. We said a segment on the show would be you send in advice and we'll give you bad advice. And no one even took us up on it. Yeah people um don't want to hear do their advice. personal problems read on air and then us not even help yeah we can accept live calls maybe we should like uh start doing like a notification when we cast and then yeah on the next hour if you want to be on the pod and then we could um talk to people that way maybe our strengths are in interviewing people
0: yeah i just thought maybe we could steal some give some unsolicited advice and um oh
1: yeah call out our listeners set up things that are wrong with them and then uh maybe give them some tips i like that (laughs) yeah just call someone and be like you know what your problem is (laughs) we don't even have to call them I mean, we could just talk about them on the pod and then we'll know if they listen yeah that's true um, but what I meant is that in just now, you know,
0: I think maybe we could still um give some advice to this person that wrote into Dear Prudence. I have one pulled up here. Oh, okay. Um, let's see, <clears throat> Dear Prudence, I give a lot of positive feedback. Wait, so
1: Prudence is your go-to, huh? I was always Dear Abby, but I like. No, the- I just googled advice. Then? Okay, I just googled advice columns,
0: and this was the first one that I
1: saw. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. Carry on. No, you're good. I don't
0: want to be judged by that, so I'm glad that we brought it to light.
1: Yeah, because people were going to think you're a massive prudence head.
0: I know, and it's just not the <laughs> reputation that I'm looking for. Like, yeah. it's not good for my image. No, that I'm a carefully curating. I I'm always watching what I say.
1: Yeah, you're very Machiavellian, dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: dear Prudence.
0: Lot of positive feedback, compliments, and advice to family, friends, and my girlfriend. Okay, I'm gonna run this back. I don't think I should have said, "Dear Prudence, dear Claire and Emily," I give a lot of positive feedback, compliments, and advice to family, friends, and my girlfriend. I'm considered a very positive person, and was once told by my girlfriend that I was great for her ego and self esteem. She has struggled with her confidence in the past because she is very skinny. Before we became a couple, I constantly complimented her on how beautiful she looks to lift her spirits. The problem is that I am more in love with who she is internally. She's smart, funny, caring, loving, and super supportive, and not particularly attracted to her externally. But she would never know that based on my many compliments. I feel so horrible lying to her about her beauty, but I can't fathom breaking her heart and self-esteem in the process, please help. Yeah, I got some advice
1: from you. Alright, let's hear it. You're clearly gay. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <are you> dating <laughs> a man? He's fishing for compliments. Like, he's such a good person that he's... Te- like, I don't like this guy. That's my advice, is get off our... Fu- don't write to us again. Yeah. I don't like this guy.
0: I don't either, and... <laughs> It's just, like, so clear that he wants to be told, like, you're a great person for putting up with this. I can't believe you have such a strong, um, such a heavy weight on your shoulders that you have to keep up the
1: this- Why? Plus, like, if you want to break up with him? why do you have to tell him that it's because you're not attracted to them? You could just say it's another thing. Like, there's no reason to bring that you personally don't find her attractive. Yeah. What did, what did Prudence say?
0: um let's see what do we got here i am not <laughs> the, the, the first line i'm not sure why you got into a relationship with a person you are not attractive to <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause he's> gay. <laughs> yeah i do think he's gay that's basically what she said ultimately said uh don't fucking tell your girlfriend that you think she's ugly
1: <laughs> we said like... pretty much the same thing
0: yeah, so I don't know why Prudence gets the call and we don't, but whatever. Dear Claire and Emily, my best friend Chris and I are sophomores in high school. We've been, and this is Chris, K R I S. So I'm a woman? She- yes. Um, Friends since grade school, so I'm really in shock about what's happening to my friend and how she's dealing with it. Chris and I are in the same history class. There's this really awkward boy in our class named Herman. Sick name. Yeah, I'm already on this guy's side. Um, it's a- Herman. <laughs> um, sometimes when the teacher goes out of the room, Herman covers his lap with his coat, puts his hands under the coat, and wiggles around a bit. Okay. Uh, Again, pro no ever- <laughs> Yeah, no one ever says anything, but they make fun of him a lot out of class. Last week, Chris confessed to me that she's pregnant. She says that when we were doing group work in class, she sat in Herman's chair and the chair was wet, but I don't believe her. That's not even possible, is it? I think she's making this up because her parents are very religious and are going to flip out. Now I'm really confused. Should I just tell Chris I don't believe her and that what she's saying is wrong, or should I go to the principal or counselor or someone? Chris says her parents don't know yet. My advice just right off the bat just thinking how you could help your friend is you could um, get like slip her an abortion pill so she doesn't have to worry about it <laughs> you know don't even tell her and then you know what not a problem anymore
1: um, my advice is to fuck Herman and then you guys can have Herman's babies together <laughs>
0: <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> alright great advice Um, next, um, dear Claire and Emily, my grandparents had three biological children and adopted two. One of their adopted sons, John was nine when they took him in and he had been seriously abused before being sent to a series of foster homes. As he got older, he suffered from depression and schizophrenia and tried to self-medicate with drugs. He eventually ended up in a care facility where he remains to this day. My grandmother speaks to him once a month says he is doing well i have never met john because my father and his others and his other siblings do not understand mental health problems they have written him off as if he doesn't exist my grandmother has been very sick lately and i brought up the question with the rest of the family who will tell john when she dies and will anyone help him attend the funeral according to my father aunts and uncles no one this seems cruel to me I do not know his mental capacity, but I've worked with adults in long-term care like him, and I know he will when his mother no longer calls him. Should I try to get more information on his whereabouts so I can contact him for myself? I'm so angry at my family for not giving him the opportunity to say goodbye. It seems incredibly cruel. I can tell you what I would do is, yeah, you should um, try to get more information on his locate where he is um go to visit him and shoot him in the head so that he never has to deal with his mother not calling him anymore it does seem how did she put it um incredibly cruel so just put him out of his misery now
1: um I was gonna say Not to, you know, not to contradict my co-host, but my advice...
0: No, well, I mean, I think it's important to get, you know, everyone's views on here. Yeah, Yeah. like, what...
1: My advice is, I think you should, um, check your uncle or whatever out of the facility and assume legal guardianship over him. Because you're, like, what, 17 or whatever? uh, Yeah, I don't think it's... It didn't say, but... It it, it sounded like a young person. I think you're ready. I think you take on, uh all of his care and you, you mm. should be responsible for him legally and then you can uh, have him go wherever he wants. That's a great idea. You should make him be your butler. Yeah, you should dress him up in a little outfit with a bow tie <laughs> and make him uh, serve croissants at your grandma's funeral. Yeah, for sure. his dead mother. <laughs> Is he one of the adopted ones? Yes. You should uh, tell him it wasn't like his real mom, anyway, so he shouldn't be upset. Well, it said he was nine when he was adopted and he had yeah. gone through a lot of abuse before, so right, but he should. Right, oh, like, like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, she didn't like, love you anyway. Yeah,
0: that's not your real mom, so. yeah.
1: But you, what he didn't, that uh, wasn't, she didn't love you the same way she loves like
0: the other ones, cause yeah, for ways. sure.
1: So you don't really have anything to even be sad about, yeah.
0: Honestly, good riddance is what you should be saying right now.
1: Farewell. You you basically had a stranger visiting you.
0: <laughs> Next. All right. <laughs> Dear Claire and Emily. Um my ten year old niece owns two American girl doll- dolls. dolls are a source of pride for her. Hey, I was an American girl doll kid. Don't talk to me. I shit. had one. I had a bunch.
1: Really, I yeah. would
0: save up all the money I ever got—birthday money and everything—and I was straight buying those things. Every time I had enough money, I would buy one. My grandma got me one. Can you guess which one she got me?
1: which American girl, the upper American girl doll? Am I? Um,
0: use. I think it was uh, the one from the Depression with like the short blonde bob. Uh,
1: Kit, yeah, yeah,
0: that was, was it? that. It, yeah, that hell yeah,
1: it. I had Kit too. Yeah, I love Kit Kittredge. Yeah. yeah, that's what my grandma bought for me. Hell yeah. Anywho. Ten-year-old niece niece owns
0: two American Girl dolls. Mm -hmm. The dolls are a source of pride for her because she bought them by herself. My sister and her husband give her a weekly allowance in exchange for performing household chores. They require her to put a percentage in a savings account for college nerds and donate another percentage to a local charity cucks. My niece can spend the rest of her allowance on whatever she pleases. To my husband and me, who don't make nearly as much as my sister or my brother-in-law, our niece receives a very large allowance for a young child. The allowance was large enough that she was able to purchase two American Girl dolls over the course of She enjoyed one or both of the dolls to family gatherings. My daughter, the same age as my niece, would love an American Girl doll, but my husband and I can't afford it. I feel like my niece flaunts her dolls and doesn't understand that she seems spoiled to others who aren't as fortunate. Sometimes it's difficult to spend time around my nieces and nephews because they have many more toys than my kids do and my kids feel bad afterwards. How can I address these issues with my sister without making her defensive and my niece without hurting her? Um, maybe you could try to like... I don't know. What's your take on this one, Claire? Um,
1: I think you should... Casey Anthony, your niece. Ooh, that's good. And then she'll get, when she's dead, your daughter can have all her toys. Yeah, you should, like, um... Because it's, you know, niece and nephew, right? There's not only one sister, you know, a sister to give the toys to, so she's going to inherit the toys. So that seems like a win-win.
0: Um, going on that note, maybe... Now you're going to have to probably play the long game on this one if you don't want to get caught. But, um, you could plot, um, m- an accidental death for the whole family and have the documentation backing it up that you
1: get all their stuff when they die. You could steal their whole fortune. That is true. I mean, yeah, in the immediate, like, if you're just worried more about, like, the dolls and it's pissing you off. You do that. It depends, yeah, it depends how hot-headed you are and how much time you're willing to, like, put up with, you know, being jealous. Because sometimes
0: you got to look big picture, you know?
1: This is probably going to be an ongoing problem. Where do you want to retire is what you have to think.
0: Yeah. And think about your kid's future. You know. That sweet, sweet college fund that they're saving
1: up for. That could be your daughter. Yeah, your daughter doesn't have to go to ITT Tech if you fucking don't blow your load in the next five minutes (laughs) 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 please. You know. As we just said, Emily and I both had American Girl dolls. Both loved them. Do we give a shit about them now? No, dude. Your kids aren't going to give a shit about them when they're 25. When they're 25, no. what they're going to care about is having a bunch of other shit. Yeah. Uh, you know.
0: The doll isn't the issue here.
1: The doll isn't the issue here. Play the long game. Kill the whole family.
0: Absolutely. Next. Next. All right. Uh, we're at the end of this article. I got to go to another one here. What article? These are submissions from the fans. Oh, um, I just get my wording mixed up sometimes because our you're an idiot. formatting,
1: our formatting, <laughs> because, yeah. no. sh- because you're huge, no, because you're because f- you're fucking retarded. <laughs> it's because our formatting, extra for- chromosome,
0: our formatting for receiving these submissions is so advanced and sophisticated looking that you're I forgot for a second and thought that it was an article. Um, yeah. Sh- anyway, um, dear Claire and Emily. I am 37 years old. Next. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Um, I have a friend of many years, Chrissy, who is the same age, and she is still hung up on her parents divorcing when she was 12. I've tried my hardest to understand how difficult this was for her, despite privately feeling like she's being histrionic. Chrissy was at a vulnerable age when she had to move 300 miles away with her mom and suddenly be with her father daily or even weekly and it did come out of the blue but i'm tired of it she had two loving homes with three loving parents her father remarried a lovely woman when she was 14 and never wanted for anything her mother moved for work and to be closer to family and there was an amicable division of custody with chrissy at her father's for winter spring and summer breaks and a few long weekends in between her parents who i know well are great people and when it came to her, they always put aside their differences. But to hear Chrissy tell it, her heart was irrevocably broken, and she lost all trust in relationships. She, from the moment they split, never again had anyone had... Sorry, this... She, from the moment they split, never again had everyone she loved with her on important days... And always had to choose who to be with and hurt someone. And she spent her childhood as a sad kid in an airport, always missing someone. Oh my god, this shit is loud as fuck. There's still two more paragraphs. Um, I don't (sighs) really care about the rest. I feel like we got the gist. So let's just give our advice based on that. Um, just off the bat, fucking, I don't know. You maybe just, maybe I don't know. What do you think, Claire? Claire?
1: Well, I was going to say you should marry the dad, but the dad's already remarried. So I guess my advice... You could marry the mom. That was what I was going to say. All you right. Marry the mom to let her know that everything's okay. Yeah. and But you that should would... assume the role. You, you would have to go... The writer of this piece would have to assume kind of a, a rather butch lesbian type, you know, masculine lesbian mm-hmm. type figure because it said, you know, she... With her mom and was far away from her dad, so she's clearly missing a father figure. That Mm -hmm. has to be you, you know. I agree.
0: Um, Um, I think you could really give her the stability she needs to finally work through this trauma. And I think you should go
1: trans, go trans, and marry. You should fully transition.
0: Um, If you're a good friend, you'll fully transition. (laughs) Yeah, and um, I think it's honestly rude of you that you haven't done this before now like you said you're 37 and you're you're friends with her this whole time and it happened whenever you were 12 like you could have been on hormones a long time ago and you know had like a full
1: like facial hair and everything by now you could have all the surgeries done I I will say if I was in 7th grade and my best friend's parents got divorced by 10th I'm a man for sure I mean (laughs) I think that's any reasonable person would agree that's what a friend
0: does it's so true. I would have been pegging your mom by sophomore year. Yeah. Next. All right. Um. Dear Claire and Emily, visiting my in-laws has always been tough and has worsened with time. They live more than three hours away, so we have to drive down Fridays after work and stay for the weekend or longer to make a trip worth it. While we're there, we basically do what we would do during a lazy weekend at home, watch TV, maybe put on a movie and get takeout. My brother-in-law who lives at home is a barely-functioning alcoholic who has relapsed multiple times after inpatient rehab. My father-in-law's mental health took a nosedive after a heart attack a few years ago, and he spends most of his time sleeping. My mother-in-law is the only person we actually visit with, but she spends a lot of time on her phone. They adopted a dog a couple years ago that still isn't house-trained, and my wife and I regularly clean up after her. At best, she starts barking between 5 to 6 a.m., but it's typically around 3 a.m. She also jumps and nips at my larger, calmer dog constantly until she snaps and we have to separate them. Now my wife and I are expecting our first child. The idea of driving my dog and baby in a mid-sized car three hours to stay with a dysfunctional family and do nothing all weekend sounds awful. My wife agrees we won't be making a trip to see them for a while after she's born, but I'm dreading the day when my mother-in-law finally pressures, pressures her into scheduling a trip. What obligation do we have to visit them, and how should we navigate those conversations? They're welcome to visit us as much as they want, but the idea of making that road trip fills me with so much anxiety every time I think about it.
1: What do you, what's your take here? Um, my take is uh... is a trade. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sounds like they can't handle the dog mm-hmm. um and they clearly have raised people even the one though the one's like a barely functioning alcoholic or whatever like mm-hmm. he's alive he's not barking at people at three minutes, and then trade the baby for the dog he's... take the dog baby goes over there i think that's really the solution that's gonna make everyone the happiest <laughs> it's called you know i can't remember who said it but a great compromise is when neither parties are happy and i think mm-hmm.
0: this is and not- then you get to look you'll be excited to go visit them because there's a baby there and it's yours yeah you're like hell yeah i get to visit my kid
1: this weekend three hour drive yeah you're gonna be like that's gonna be like you're gonna be so excited to go see how the kid's doing yeah i think that's really the
0: best case scenario there i think we solved it
1: next all right all
0: these are long as shit so i'm just trying to find one that doesn't involve so much reading for me
1: yeah, I'm making miso soup right now, okay. so you take your time. All right. I think all the,
0: you know, uh, listen, try to keep it, you know. Yeah, try to short. keep
1: it short. I mean, we don't, you know, you're not the only person trying to get our advice.
0: Yeah. We don't have time to read your novels about your boring Stupid problems. Step
1: life. And I'm trying to make soup. She's trying to not read. Yeah. We <laughs> a lot of things going on.
0: Okay, here we go. We got a. Sick-ass short one. My Mama, dear Claire and Emily, my partner of five years is a wonderful human whom I love dearly. Mm -hmm. He is also a person who writes and composes songs and records them on CDs. From the beginning, he had me listen to them, and I lied, and I said they were great and have kept lying. They're not great. They're mediocre and at times grating. (laughs) But songwriting is a huge part of his life. What does it mean for the relationship that I think poorly of his art? Shouldn't I at least like his art if I love him?
1: You should pick up a hobby that mm-hmm. you're really bad at and mm-hmm. make it an integral part of your personality. Do a little tit for tat. And if and if he can't hang, then you know it's not meant to be. Yeah. And it
0: should be something like the tuba. Yeah, it should definitely be something in your face. Um, a downside to this might be that um, he'll want you to play the tuba in his uh, okay. songs. Maybe something not musical. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say, could it could get big. Maybe the maybe what he's missing from his um music is the spark of doing it with someone that he loves and that's all it would take to make it better. And instead of, um, you know, helping him out, you're
1: just hating. Why are you, my advice is stop being a hater. Yeah. Get off your ass and do something. A, you stop being a hater. Uh, I do kind of, maybe, you know, I forgot about the double music thing. Maybe get into like a visual like art and like Mm -hmm. insist on hanging your really bad art everywhere.
0: Get into, like, home improvement and just destroy your entire house. Make it a
1: dangerous living environment. For sure. Yeah, that's that's actually what you should do. That's the best. Get into, like, woodworking. Mm-hmm. But you have absolutely – you don't even have the right tools. You're just, like, kind of sawing some things. You're kind of, like, cutting at some, like, rafters in your uh, house with, like, a kitchen knife. Yes. Saying you're doing, like, an intricate Native American hand carving – Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of just like looks like a, like when they liberate those like people who are like locked in a crazy guy's basement and they're like counting the days with like a nail file is what it looks like but you, you think it's art yeah you should do you should turn your house into a fucking prison for sure Next. I definitely
0: agree <clears throat> all right dear Claire and Emily my aunt has always been a hypochondriac and in- attention seeker um this is just me interjecting emily i don't see a problem um that's um. like the definition of
1: being an ant <laughs> yeah that literally everyone has an ant that fits that description so far you're the problem in this scenario yeah if you want it's called, in your life you have to put up with that it's called put them on mute
0: yeah for sure don't just deal with it zone out buddy
1: yeah you <laughs> nod and say yeah it's crazy I mean, you can continue the question, but I mean, this seems like a non-issue for me. I agree. Um, A few years ago, she decided she was
0: allergic to MSG. And since then, every family gathering revolves around this allergy. (laughs) She insists on approving ingredients in anything anyone cooks because she claims it's in all kinds of products. She's made events, including my graduation party, all about her. I wanted to know for sure if she actually was... So I made a sweet and salty dessert with added MSG, and lo and behold, she ate it and was fine. I never met for her to find out, but I shared the recipe with a friend, and it got back to my cousin, and now my whole family knows. My aunt accused me of trying to poison her, and refuses to come to any events that I'm attending. My parents just want me to apologize, but to me, this is not a bad
1: outcome. And Am I in, I the, in the wrong, wrong here. here. Okay, well, it doesn't really sound like she's asking for advice. It sounds like, to know, if she what this did is is right or not. This is a Am I the Asshole. Yeah, this
0: is not style. what this is,
1: retard. This is an <laughs> advice column.
0: Yeah, and I'll give you some advice anyway. Um, Go to reddit.com and don't bother us anymore. <laughs> That's my advice. You know what? Perfectly said. Moving on. Um, dear Claire and Emily... I quit being a wedding photographer after one too many Bridezilla meltdowns over not getting the princess package for pennies. It wasn't worth the stress compared to my office job that at least had insurance. I still do have all my gear and have done some family events, but I draw the line at weddings. Well, my half-sister recently announced her engagement. We aren't close. Our father cheated with her mother while my mother was going through chemo. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Over the years, I've tried to make peace with the past for the sake of my other family members. My half-sister talked to me about me being her free photographer as my wedding gift. Her wedding is out of state and would require me to fly and get a hotel. I offered a compromise where if they covered my travel, hotel, and food expenses, I would do it. Otherwise, I would just attend as a guest. She told me that offer was outrageous. I wished her luck. Then, in finding, I wished her luck in finding a local photographer. She went crying to her parents, and now I am getting pressure on all sides to relent. How do I get out of this without blowing it up even more? Um. I think you should agree to do it and don't make her pay for any of your shit or anything. And then just take the worst pictures of all time. Just like barely get any of, like, you know, the bride and groom or the ceremony. Try to zoom in if you see any, like, butt cracks or, like, anything. You know, if someone's wearing sandals and they have nasty feet, like, you could zoom in on that. <laughs>
1: that is word for word almost what i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) yeah hell yeah (laughs) that's absolutely what you should do Great ones
0: think alike brother
1: yeah just fuck up all the pictures dude
0: yeah it's the best and then you just you don't you just say oh well i try my best i'm sorry You know, you did it for free, so I don't know what you're expecting.
1: Failed photographer. You hired a failed photographer for free. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're gonna get ass crack pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what were you expecting? Yeah, that one's an easy one. Next.
0: (laughs) Um, dear Claire and Emily, I'd like an ethical gut check here. Well, let me tell you, we're here to help. That's our, that's kind of our thing. We're, We're great on ethics. Um. I happily do almost all of the cooking in my house and focus on making creative and well-balanced meals, and my husband happily eats absolutely anything I serve. He steps up when I don't feel like it or don't have time, but his meals are very basic, like a heap of red sauce and noodles basic, which is fine. He's totally free to cook as he likes when it's his turn. I have no complaints about that, but it does show me that while we both love food, he takes pleasure from the sheer quantity of it, and I tend to enjoy the details. So my question is, when I cook, is it okay to serve myself the best parts? I'm talking the brownie edges, the asparagus spears, the extra jammy onions, the roastiest carrots, and so on. As long as he gets a huge amount of food that he enjoys, it's okay for me to take all the special and little flavorful and textural bits, right?
1: Yeah, you should actually just order a bunch of Spam, just heap it on his plate, and he can be your little Spam pig. So, yeah, my mind was going
0: in the same direction where, like, you could just you don't even have to, you could feed him a bunch of bulls, Get a trough, of Get a trough yeah.
1: in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. And just I agree. Instead of, a, instead of a garbage disposal. you just. 100% agree. Like, I think. when the kids in the morning they have their cereal that they want to pour the rest down the toilet bowl, say, that goes in your father's trough. <laughs> I told you about this. That goes in the, <laughs> the trough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely because because it's all about, yeah, and then then you'll have just a filthy pig that you've decided you're married to, so just you know, just slop it in there, yeah,
0: and then you'll get to eat all the you'll have more, then you can eat for yourself, yeah, you can you can
1: eat all the good stuff for yourself,
0: and you probably have a higher budget to get some more like expensive,
1: yeah, organic ingredients, so you can really eat the finest of the finest, and then. Uh, your your husband can eat like uh, trash the trash that you is don't see fit for your, your body yeah you can eat like wire beef
0: and your husband can have like the discarded bio waste that they have from
1: the mcdonald's chicken nugget processing facility yeah you can have the stuff that's like going to like uh, dog food or prisons or your husband's trough because that's a man that you love yeah alright next let's see here can I make this the last one? Sure. Oh, we've
0: been going for a while with this, huh? Mm
1: hmm.
0: Well, we owe it to people. The first part was a little slow. Yeah. I wish there wasn't just a million fucking ads here. Can I? Again, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. This one looks promising. All right. My husband grew up without a lot of money in a very well-off community, and when his parents died, we returned to live in the house we inherited because it's a neighborhood with strong public schools. We've been here for almost 10 years and have two children, both of whom are thriving in the school system. Our neighbors are mostly much higher earning than we are, but we're not struggling. It's more like not having a vacation house instead of not having everything we need, and they are all very nice. The problem is my husband remains so upset by his childhood experience that he's suspicious of and unfriendly to everyone with money in the neighborhood. It's driving me crazy. If neighbors ask us for a favor as simple as watering their outdoor plants while they're away, he'll say no, when we have a conflict at pickup time, he won't, ask, he won't let me ask them if our kids can walk home with theirs because they'll expect something in return. Recently, a neighbor who knows he grew up here emailed me to ask if he had contact info for someone who used to live on the street. Um, he forwarded the email saying, this seems fishy to me, right? This is making me nuts. I want to be part of the community we've chosen to live in. Is there anything I can do to make him less paranoid? Um... No, I think you should be more paranoid. And this is fundamentally a communist podcast, and we have a distrust for the rich, so we're against rich people, and you shouldn't trust them. So,
1: I think that's it. Um, I'm gonna take. I'm not a communist, so (laughs) not fundamentally communist (laughs) podcast. But I'm gonna say I think you should. uh, I think you should get in cahoots with the neighbors. Mm -hmm. um and you should start plotting against your husband (laughs) yeah i think you should um like start showing up to like wine nights at the other wife's house saying that your husband's like a deadbeat i think you start macking on single dads at your kid's school Mm -hmm. um i think you should plan to leave him get like a really get in a really big mansion and then just like just constantly like just you know showboat him for the rest of your life emasculate him from your children by like having this rich stepdad I think that's the move.
0: Yeah, you're 100% right. That's definitely what you gotta do.
1: Alright, well, thank you for those <laughs> Yeah, thanks to all the listeners
0: that submitted their, um, their call, their fucking, I guess I am retarded. What you were saying earlier is true. I
1: don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, well, do you have anything else to say? No. All right, see y'all next week.